fantastic beginning. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie. Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 142, the top five movies of 1981. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Robert. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, we decided to go ahead and bring back a top five movie list because you guys loved the 1981 so much. We're like, well, let's just jump right into 1981. Well, there's already there are going to be nine or you know nine, ten of these we've got to do, so we might as well... Right. Get trucking and get through these. Right. And 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 this is just like movies. We can easily do like Yeah, we can do we can keep going. Yeah. Yeah, like movies, whatever, toy lines, animation, right. anything. I mean it's and the thing is that the, doing the nineteen eighty uh, episode was just so much fun because it like I made a comment on the forum saying what was fun about it was not only like you got to really dissect like what would make your list and everything else, but it brought back these memories of like what you liked about that movie, but then also like what personal memories you had of those movies too. So there's, yeah. there's reasons why these make your lists is because like you watched them a lot for, because they were cool, but then you also watched them a lot because it was like, there might've been some personal attachments to them. So mm-hmm. or they, yeah, they, who you watched them with or with the time of your right. life, or what was going on. Yeah, exactly. So before we jump into 1981, uh, Robert, you didn't get to join us for the 1980 episode, so I thought you no. would, would like to share your 1980, and please, well, we'll we'll see how your 1980 list goes, because Travis really, uh, I almost had to kill him, but he was a guest, so. <laughs> but, but you don't hold, have those same restrictions with me? No, I don't have those same <laughs> restrictions with you. You're not an, after the whole gym episode, right? right? You have you're an official host. I if this doesn't if this doesn't back. if this doesn't play out the way I think it's going to play out, we're going to have words. <laughs> okay, no, we're I'm, I'm sure we'll be right in line. So, okay, um, to keep the you know the episode relatively in a, in a decent time span, I'm just going to read through these pretty quickly. And, and really, I think between you and Travis, you touched on these already. So my number five, or I tell you what. Um, so, okay, let me do I had some real quick honorable mentions. So okay. Let me pull that up. Sorry, super fast. Sure. And then we'll get into my top fives. And there was just a couple. Like, we, we've talked to each other. And, you know, we've said, uh, you know, a lot of these, I just completely lost my train of thought. Okay. Great, great <laughs> podcasting, right? <laughs> I know. Awesome, awesome radio. I know you guys are loving hearing this right now. Um, as we go into the, into the 80s, into the years, it's Harder and harder, you know. This yeah. first, this first one, I obviously so so some of my uh, honorable mentions are like Raging Bull. That's not on my top five. Yeah, but um, it's just it's just so, so classic, you know. Right. Uh, Robert De Niro movie. There's um that was one. I now <laughs> doesn't make my list or any honorable mentions. There's no way, <laughs> knowing me and the movies I watch or definitely don't watch. Uh, there's no way I'm going to put that on there. Which one was that? 
The Shining. Oh yeah, no. This. I know that was your number one, but man. Well, it was my number five, but. Uh, oh, your number five. Right? Yeah, but yeah, I I I, th- I even said in the episode I was like I know this one is not anywhere near Robert's <laughs> list, um, nor was we read uh, uh, Jason Adams sent emailed us his top five list and his number one was Friday the Thirteenth and I was like well that's not on Robert's list anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just I can't do that. Well, Dan Dude's out of my list. I mean, there's a few that yeah. <laughs> that came out, but that are not going to like nine to five. On my honorable mentions. Now, a couple of them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, there's a couple I've watched more recently. Surprisingly enough. Well, okay, real quick. Uh, my honorable mention was a Popeye, which Travis had on his. Right. Uh, and I remember watching that and really liking that movie as a kid. And then just this last fall, I went to Malta, and they still have the village. Oh wow. Intact. That. The movie was filmed in yeah, on um, the of uh, Malta in general because there's like a three island archipelago in there. So like the big island of Malta on the northwest corner of it, there's a village that is the set. Oh wow! That, that people live there. Wow. So um, and it's and it, they've kept it intact, you know. So it's just really neat to see. Um, yeah. So I, that's true. Come to mind recently because of that. I think uh, Travis Gordon. I think ride. I think Travis is going to have to make a, uh, a pilgrimage there since it was his <laughs> number one. So here, when I go back to the Malta show, you can come with me. Right. Um, the uh, the Flash Gordon. I didn't watch that as a kid. I actually watched that years years later when I was in high school. Okay. You know? So that was like even then, you know, it was like dated. Yeah. You know, so I could watch it for what it was, but it's not like I watched a lot of these. Well, you know, I, I I was born in '79. Yeah. Well, and here's here here's the thing. Uh, we actually talked about this too on the episode. Like most of the uh, stuff that was even on my honorable mention or on my list, I didn't see in the theater because I wasn't old enough. I was four, maybe five years old. So you're not gonna take yeah, a, exactly. you're not gonna take a kid to go see The Shining. You're not gonna go take him to see <laughs> Caddyshack and stuff like that, unless you're evil. Um, yeah, exactly. But like Flash Gordon, I did see in the theater, and actually, after doing that episode, I watched Flash Gordon again, and I still love it. So that's <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah. Okay, so I'll go ahead and get into my list uh, real quick. I had for number five, I had Caddyshack. Okay. It's just one of the classic comedies. Yeah. Um, and kind of right up there, I had Blues Brothers, number four. Nice. Um, also I kind of grown up, uh, near and around Chicago area. So that was always a cool, uh, local thing. I've been going up to see the, all the jazz houses and stuff up in the Chicago would always be doing blues brother themes. So. Yeah. Um, then airplane, I was like, I realized how many of these are comedies. But then airplane <laughs> my number three. <laughs> airplane was my number three. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh my gosh. We quoted that movie so much. Yeah. Is there's just movies that like uh, me and all my brothers we would watch and we love and then we were just constantly you know quoting like just lines from yeah. the movies. Well, and this and, was definitely one of them. Well, and what I said about airplane. Well, number one, I said you can't get any better than uh, June Cleaver speaking jive, um, <laughs> which I actually put in the episode. So when you listen to it, you'll actually hear that that clip from uh, airplane. <laughs> And uh, the thing I realized, though, looking back on it, is I made comments about uh, liking certain scenes and everything else. And I realized, looking back on it, that I confused some scenes from Airplane 1 and some scenes from Airplane 2. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, I like, I mentioned certain things like Macho Grande and stuff. And then I looked back and I was like, crap, that was in Airplane 2. 
<laughs> and then like where he's like, tell me everything that happened. And he's like, well, first the dinosaurs came, but they got big and fat. And that was an airplane too. <laughs> so basically I like the airplane movies. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Well, and I completely forgot how, I mean, when I grew up, you know, we have, we have a very kind of re- religious, you know, family and stuff. Sure. And so my parents were always kind of relatively careful about what movies we would watch. Right. There's a lot of, Cussing and certain like if there's nudity in it or right uh, even like kind of uh, we didn't watch like creepy horror movies that kind of stuff right and I was totally fine with that because I, I don't think I would have wanted to anyway even if we could but right um and I go back and watch movies like Airplane and just the comedies of the 80s are so raunchy oh yeah and it could be PG and just have like a naked woman run by right <laughs> like, well what like, PG, the P- rain is so loose back then. yeah I was say PG meant something very different back then. <laughs> Yeah, there were so many PG movies in the 80s. Like, you don't see that anymore now. Well, and there was a lot of G movies back then, and you can't even get a G rating these days, like, unless it's, like, VeggieTales or something like that. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, like, anyway, so, yeah, so those are my top or, uh, five, four, and three. They're all kind of comedies. Yeah. Then uh, number two is Superman 2. Nice. Um, and I think, you know, this was probably, hands down, the first superhero movie I probably ever saw super the Superman franchise was the first you know superhero movie. Nice, yeah, obviously for a lot of people. Sure, certainly for me, it gets as I look back on that now, and obviously it's a big part of my job. You know, just I try. I've always been asked like, what influenced you to kind of become a comic book artist or want to do this professionally? And I, I always say it was the cartoon of the '80s, and then just being introduced to what a superhero how real a superhero could feel. Right. You know what I mean? And a big part of that was Superman. And obviously it's like, that was the motto, right? Yeah. You believe a man could fly. Exactly. So anyway, so that was huge for me. And then obviously number one is uh, Star Wars, you know, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So, okay. We're okay then. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's my top <laughs> five. It's, you know, I understand how you about had to throw Travis off. Yeah. Use putting Popeye in the board. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and even Jason so Adams, anyway, even Jason Adams put his uh, Jason Adams put uh, Friday the Thirteenth as his number one, and I was like, come on! And it's like The Empire Strikes Back was voted not only by a lot of people as the best Star Wars movie, but just recently, I want to say this year, maybe the year before, it was voted on by fans as the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know there are people who are. Yeah, like for me, superheroes and sci-fi is my thing. Right, right. right. And there are people out there who like horror genre yeah. is their thing. Right. I mean, so you, as influential as Star Wars is for us, you got to think like Friday the 13th, Halloween, you know, all of these movies were yeah. just building a mold, building the genre back then. Right, right. Yeah, but like I said, it was just, it cracked me up when uh, like I said when I I looked back at it because I was like I remember there was an article that came out and I looked it up and it was like yeah sure enough like thousands of people voted on movies and picked movies and Empire Strikes Back won like <laughs> of all movies ever made <laughs> <laughs> like beating out right. Citizen Kane and right like, <laughs> all these other movies Empire Strikes Back won <laughs> so. Well, he's on my top list. So Good. I'm for it. Good. So we we can continue then. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, going into 1981, uh, we went through the 80 1980 really quick. But you know, with 81, we'll now that we're that's what this episode's about. We'll we'll go a little bit more slow 
slowly through these, um, talk about what stood out with them and everything else. So what was your number five? Do you want to do honorable mentions first? Uh, we say or, last or time do you we want to do our list first, and then if it's on the list. Last time we saved the honorable mentions for last, so um, that's and, probably a good idea because I might yeah. say an honorable mention, but it might be on your list. Right, right. So okay, all right. Well, I'm going to start. Yeah, we'll start with my number five. This is one that is definitely not on your list, and okay. I'd be willing to put money on it. Okay. Okay, uh, and this one would be on your honorable mention. Okay. All right. So this it's a movie called Victory. Okay, it is not. Yeah. All right. Do you even know what this movie is? About? No. <laughs> okay. It is. It has uh, Michael Caine. Okay. Is in it. Sylvester Stallone is in it. Okay. And Pele, the soccer player. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, I've heard of. Okay, I've heard of the movie. All right, it's a World War Two movie. Yeah. It's like set in World War Two, where uh, they you had an allied soccer team played the Nazi Germany soccer team. Okay. It and it. It all culminates in this end match where you have all these like oppressed people right. surrounding the soccer field are German soldiers with rifles. It's you're very, you know, like but but one of the leader, the SS leaders, was like a huge soccer fan, so he's willing to to, to put this game together just for his own enjoyment. So he right. brought in some of the best players around the world because he thought you know Aryan ability would would sure. outwin anybody, but. What happens is he brings these players in from America, from South America, all this stuff, and they play, and, he, and they kind of win him over, you know. So it's like one of those feel-good sports movies, but right. <laughs> it's like in the middle of Nazis. Right. Um, I, w- I remember when I watched this movie, uh, Nazi, I was probably in junior high, I think, when I watched it. And my dad was on this World War II movie, Kate, and I was playing soccer, you know, I just grew up playing soccer a lot. and mm-hmm. So that's what made me, I just, I happened to see my dad watching it. And we saw this, uh, this soccer movie. I was like, oh, what's this? And then we saw, I saw Sylvester Stallone on it. I was like, oh, Sylvester Stallone plays soccer? No, he does not play soccer. <laughs> he is so bad in this movie. <laughs> if you play soccer and you watch this movie, oh, my God. It'll kill you. He, he is horrendous. You know, for such a strong, physically fit guy, he is not coordinated. No. At the least. And uh, he plays the goalie for the team and just... Can you do it with your mouth shut? Hey, the mouth and the hands work together. It's a team. I, I can't imagine how many takes they had to do for him just to even put his body in front of the ball to stop it. Like, anyway, it's terrible. But the movie, uh, for me, obviously, it's on my list because I play soccer. I love World War II movies. And this was like a perfect mashup of that. Um, so that's it. That's and, it. And, I w- and I'm wrong. I have, I have seen that movie. Um, oh, you've seen it. So okay. yeah, so I didn't recognize it by the title, but when you explained what it was about and who was in it, I was like, okay, I have seen it. Yeah, um, it's not like the best acting movie. It's no. not the best soccer movie. No. But for me, it's like one of those personal reasons. Yeah. Like I was way into soccer at the time. It was I connected with my dad because watching World War Two. Sure. And it's like Sylvester. Yeah, not bad cast. Sylvester Stallone, right. Michael Caine. It was right. like not bad. Right. Well, my number five. Uh, it man it. My number five battled to get on the number five list because there was a couple other ones that were right there with it. But mm. uh, oh, and also just to let you know, I guarantee I have one in my honorable mention that you have never heard of before. Okay, like right. you will have no clue what the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I absolutely loved it as a kid. So, um, All right. so my number five was Time Bandits. Oh, hey.
came out November 6th. Uh, and one thing just to let you know, Robert, since you didn't get to hear the last episode yet, um, if one of us mentions a movie that is also on our list, but it's in a different spot, don't say it. Like when okay. it, when it yeah. gets to be your number three or your number two or whatever, let's, let's say I, I list my number four, and but it's your number three. Don't let me know it's your number three until we get to your number three. So Right. So your number one was victory. Right. And you don't, you don't let us know that yet. I don't want to let you know that yet, right? Okay, awesome. So, uh, but no, Time Bandits was my number five. And you can say if it was on your honorable mention list, if you had something okay, like gotcha. that. So, but yeah, Time Bandits came out November 6th. It would, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a very hard movie to describe. <laughs> uh, have you, have you seen Time Bandits before? I don't think so. Okay. So it's a... I'm it's, looking it up now just to see if I can get a, a visual yeah, of it. It's a British movie. Uh, it takes uh-huh. place in Britain. Um, it's this little boy. His uh, He gets basically... There's these dwarfs that are, are the time oh. bandits. And they pull him into this adventure. And he's got this map. And it leads this has like sean connery in it right yeah it's i don't remember who the hell it had <laughs> I, no I'm, I'm looking at it now it's got yeah. john cleese yeah john connery even yep. home yep oh my god so um like there's this one scene where uh they're in this boat and the boat all of a sudden starts rocking and lifting and all of a sudden it here this boat is actually the hat of a giant and it's it's <laughs> it's just such a weird movie to describe but i remember watching this thing like 20 30 times as a kid just going this is awesome like it's just that quirky <laughs> science fiction weird yeah. movie it's got some humor in it because it's these little people running around kicking the crap out of each other um and this little <laughs> boy joins them for this adventure and that's like in the 80s since you know i was a little boy in the 80s like movies that had a little boy going on an adventure in some like you said fantasy or science fiction world yeah you hooked me already so (laughs) so and that's what this type of movie was and um the ending is very weird though because there's a scene in the ending where it's like all of a sudden he wakes up and and he believes it was all just kind of a dream type thing um and it's smoky in the house and everything and here there's a fire and they get and this fireman gets him out of the out of there and he takes his helmet off, and here he's the one of the characters that he had seen in the adventure. Um, so it has like very Wizard oh, okay. of Oz type feel to it in that yeah. respect. But then like the microwave is saved, and by the fireman and the par- his parents open it up, and there's this there's this uh, rock in there that was the remains of the villain that they defeated, and he's like, "Mom, Dad, don't touch it," and they. They go, what, whatever, and they go and touch it, and they blow up and disappear. And that's how the movie ends. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. British movies are yeah. the most bizarre, yeah. especially in the 80s. Yeah, but I will say, if you ever get a chance to watch it, especially being a geek, someone that likes you know geeky movies and adventure movies, like I would highly recommend watching it. It's just Yeah, I'll, ch- I'll check it out, because I remember... I was looking through these, and I vaguely remembered like seeing it at some point. You know, yeah, I'm sure just once in my in my childhood. Yeah, I need to watch it as an adult. I have not watched it probably in the last I don't know how long. Like I have not watched it probably since the early '90s. So uh-huh. I need to watch it again now that I'm like an adult, and maybe I'll understand a lot more of what was happening. Um, yeah, maybe. But uh, but yeah, I love I just because of how much I watched that movie, it had to make my list. So. Cool. So All right. Number four. All right. My number four, um, this one I would 
bet money is on your list okay. is my number four is the Great Muppet Caper. Okay. Um, so uh, now this the initial release was in June of eighty one. Um, I this is the movie that actually got me into Muppets. Okay. Um, because I, I think for sure this is the first one I saw. Uh, so I'll let you probably talk about it more. <laughs> I'm positive it's in your list. And, and I know that Muppets are you know that. You appreciate them probably even more than I do, but um, I just something about Muppets just have a long history of being a fantastic um, just comedy, but with like awesome you know guest appearances from various other stars, and just the, it has a very unique comedy based on the characters, and obviously you know him being kind of puppet driven, but you know right. it's just it's just they're just brilliant like, oh yeah and so for me this this is what got me into Muppets so that's a big reason why this one's on my list yeah absolutely no I agree um my number four I don't know if it'll be on your list but it's uh Stripes um, ah no that was an honorable mention okay um love Stripes Bill Murray uh we talked about Caddyshack in the 1980 <laughs> time yeah. period uh this is just continuing that uh you know, you got Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. I mean, you got two of the Ghostbusters already together in a movie. <laughs> um, so it's hilarious from the beginning to end. You know, Bill Murray is that character that he just seems to play so well, which is the the loser that with the heart of gold that just like ends up winning out in the end because he just continues to be who he is. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's you, like you you can just so identify with this guy. Yeah. Um, and you know, just, there's the whole, like, he's, he's about to go AWOL and Harold Ramis like tackles him and he's like, you're not leaving. He's like, why? He says, cause you got me into this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I love the whole scene inside, um, the barracks when they're first getting to know each other. And he's like, any of you homos call me Francis and I'll kill you. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, that whole scene is just awesome. And then of course, you know, they, they come out and do the drill in front of all the higher echelon. And he's like, that's the fact, Jack. Where the hell have you been soldier? Training, sir. Training, sir. What kind of training, son? Army training, sir. Army training, sir. <laughs> just like last night, only better. Head, hat shoulder. Ho! Order! Ho! Side step! Right! Who out of the chicken cross the road? Pick up the left to the right! Right! Hit! 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 He stepped out of range, got hit by a team! He ain't no chicken no more! No! Left leg! Left! We there, salute! Yes, sir. These are Sergeant Hulk's men. He was injured during basic training. 
I see. So am I to understand that you men completed your training on your own? That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! It, like, it's just a funny movie. They drive the Winnebago into battle. <laughs> the war Winnebago. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great movie, and I laugh every time I see it. Um, so it, it absolutely had to be on my list for that reason, so... Cool. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. And that came out June 26th. So uh, one thing you're going to find with my list is that two movies on my list came out the same day and two other movies came out the same day. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, June must have been a huge month. Yeah. I think. So Because right, that, that leads me into my third pick is Clash of the Titans. Nice. Provide him with suitable weapons. Weapons of divine temper. A helmet. A shield. A sword. Find and fulfill your destiny. The myth. The magic. The mystery. The majesty. Destroy Argos! Let loose the last of the Titans. Metro Goldwyn Mayer presents Clash of the Titans. The good, the evil, the danger, the daring. How may a mortal man face and defeat the Kraken? Clash of the Titans. Which also came out in June. This was yep. June 12th. Yep. Um, so this movie was uh, one of the first what I would call fantasy movies I ever saw. Okay. Um, I was just like creeped out, but also blown away by like the stop motion. Right. Stop. You know, just the, having the the Ray Harryhausen yeah. monsters move. Yeah. Creeped me out, but at the same time, like I was just so intri- I couldn't stop watching it. I I was so intrigued. Yeah. Um, it's just a classic hero tale, right? Where you can get behind the hero, you want him to win. It's just these impossible odds. I love like the mechanical owl. Yes. All the like. You know, um, what is it? His shield made him invisible, or his helmet made him invisible. Helmet made him invisible. The shield he used to defeat Medusa. Right, because the mirror right. made her look at it, and she went to stone. Like right. it just felt like superpowers. You know what I mean? Like it felt like a yeah. a, a hero character that was aided with all these kind of magical instruments, yeah. fighting off monsters. It was just my very first introduction to anything fantasy related, and. Um, and I haven't watched it. I, went, I, I can't even think the last time I watched it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I love it. I'm sure if I watched it, I would just be like all these nostalgia. Yeah. Because I, I watched this very young. I, I don't know exactly how old I was. I'm sure it was on VHS when I saw it or on TV. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, definitely one of the first. It, it really creeped me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it creeped you out, but you loved it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was the very first. You know, everybody's got that movie, that first experience right. where you're just freaked out by something. But you. I stopped watching it. Yeah. And you want to watch it again when it's on. It was, it was always that movie that played on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Like all through the 80s. And so when it was on, oh, it's like, oh, Clash of the Titans. And you'd stop and watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely one of those movies back then where it was like, it was one of the first times where it was like you would turn on the TV and that movie would be on. And it didn't matter where it was, what yeah, part of exactly. it was you on, you would watch it. it. You yeah. just kind of get, start getting sucked back in. In fact, when you would when you would catch it from the beginning, you're like, "Wow, this is slow at the beginning." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it was almost better to to catch it right when he had started fighting the monster right. and got on his journey, you know, that kind of thing. Right. 
So my number three, you were right uh, to say it would probably be on my list, is <laughs> The Great Muppet Caper. Um, I, would, I would have flipped out if it wasn't. There yeah. Was no way. Yeah. yeah. Anyone that's listened to the show for any length of time knows I am a huge Muppets fan. <laughs> um, much like you, this was my first Muppet movie. Um, so this is the, yeah. this is what got me into the Muppets. Um, the m- songs are my this is and this is my favorite Muppet movie of all the oh Muppet, really yeah of all the Muppet movies oh, this okay. is this is my favorite of all the Muppet movies. So it absolutely had to be on my list. <laughs> um, we can we can maybe even do a Muppet episode. Yeah. Where we rank all the Muppet movies and then have Daryl come on as a guest star. That sounds fantastic. Daryl <laughs> Daryl would love that. Just just to like torture him, I suppose, for an hour. Or whatever. And and anyone that knows Daryl knows that Daryl does not like um, Muppets at all. <laughs> it's like if you if he even sees a picture. Of Muppets, he starts cussing. Right. Like, I think it's a reflex. I'm not really sure. Well, did, did you see the picture that I sent to him? Uh, <laughs> yes. It's been posted many times. So Daryl is one of the hosts of on DC Noise, and who are friends of ours, and he's also does a lot of other podcasts. Um, so I'm not going to say that there was any Photoshop involved, <laughs> <laughs> but there may have somehow been that Daryl got into a picture with all the Muppets around him, and he's holding Rizzo the Rat in his hand. <laughs> just saying and it may have been done so well that it looked like he was really there <laughs> i think that happened I, I think it happened. yes so anyways with the great muppet caper i mean you know it's a movie the song it's a movie like that that opens the whole thing was fantastic i love how like um kermit and fozzy are twins <laughs> it's like you guys look nothing alike well that's because he doesn't have his hat on fozzy put your hat on Fozzie puts his hat on. He's like, oh, yeah, I see it. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you've got the the best one of, I would say, except for uh, Rainbow Connection, just because that's got a lot of sentimental meaning. Happiness Hotel is my next favorite uh-huh. Muppet song. Oh, there's no fire in the fireplace. There's no carpet on the floor. Don't try to order dinner. There's no kitchen anymore. But if the road been kind of bumpy and you need to rest a spell, well, welcome home to Happiness Hotel. Hey, how are you guys fixing to pay? What are our choices? A, credit card, B, cash, C, sneak out in the middle of the night. We'll pick C. But you're running out of luck Cause the hot seat to organize And the elevator's stuck Still, if you don't find friendly animals And can learn to stand the smell Well, welcome home to Happiness Hotel That is just fantastic. Um, I love how they throw them out of the airplane in London because they're like, you're, "Here's your stop," and, and they're like, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh my gosh, I love that." They're like, "Oh, we've landed, landed. No, here you go." And, 
Um, <laughs> I started chucking them out. Yep. Anytime you see a Muppet, like, full-bodied, I can't help but laugh. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's just because you're not, you always used to see them, like, waist up, right. chest up. Um, when you see him walking along, and oh getting tossed God. around, it's oh my so gosh. great. And then the, you got the, the 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 baseball diamond. Uh, you know they where they they're going to these these thieves are going to steal the the baseball diamond. And so then of course when they steal it, the Muppets are there to stop them, and they, it turns into a baseball scene of them throwing the the diamond around, <laughs> and, and there's commentators and everything else, the Muppet commentators. <laughs> um, and then of course one of the classic scenes in it is the thieves are doing their checklist of what they're going to be bringing to steal the diamond. And then you right. get the Muppets doing their checklist of what they're going to bring to stop the thieves. And it's like, and the Muppets list is like rubber chicken check, um, you know, something else. And they'll be like animal ate that. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like they have almost nothing on their list because something <laughs> happened to it. Like, let's go do it. Right. So, um, so yeah, yeah, Great Muppet Caper was number three for me. Pixels in the Animation is the next cartoon review podcast series in the GeekCast Radio Network's long history of review series. We've had Transformers, He-Man, and Mask as far as the cartoon review podcasts we have done. Now we bring in TV's Mr. Neil as he and TFG and Mike break down nine video game cartoon series. Steve Megatron will join us for the Mega Man and Sonic episodes. We'll be reviewing and analyzing every episode of the Mario, Zelda, Captain N, Mega Man, Donkey Kong, and Sonic cartoons. You can expect us to go in-depth and also talk about the game franchises that spawn these cartoons. So tune in summer 2013 as we find the pixels in the animation. Is this thing on? Oh, goody. Why, hello there. It's your dear old Uncle Joker here. I bet you're asking yourself, what could I be possibly doing here of all places? Well, I'm laughing at the fact that this new podcast presented by Geekcast Radio is called Legends of the Dark Knight. Who the heck knew the bat was so popular? Ugh. Join Steve, Mike, and sometimes Tara for reviews on the greatest DC animated universe cartoon to ever meet Gotham City. So join moi for the talk of the town, or I'll send Captain Clown after you. He gets mighty angry when he doesn't get to have his garbage skull. So put on a nice big smile and join us for the next GeekCast Radio Network podcast, Legends of the Dark Knight. All right, very cool. So your number um, two. My number two is uh, Escape from New York. Nice. That's an honorable, so, that's an honorable mention for me. So. Oh yeah. Now see, um, this one, this one I watched uh, certainly not when I was young. This was like a rated R movie, so it wasn't something I would have been. I, I didn't see it at home. I saw it like at a friend's house. I had to sleep over. 
you know, again, probably not until I was in middle school. Yeah. And it was something that he had grown up watching. It was his favorite movie. Oh, nice. And he's like, we've got, he's like, oh, well, we could watch this or this or Escape from New York. I was like, Escape from New York? He's like, you don't know Escape from New York. <laughs> like, it was like, it blew his mind. And I was like, no. And he's like, we're watching this. So um, I think up to that point in my life, I hadn't heard nearly as many cuss words as I had like, that <laughs> night. Like, I think it was my, my introduction to just cussing fluently for the sake of it. <laughs> next, you know? thing, next thing you know, you're going home and you're cussing your mom. She's like, where <laughs> did you pick that up? <laughs> I come over with an iPad smoking a cigarette. Like, <laughs> dropping the F-bomb. Right. No, um, and I, it's funny because I watched it then and it just kind of, again, it was anytime you watch a movie for the first time that, that establishes a genre. Right. Right. And this is like post-apocalyptic, yeah, almost campy. Yes, but but high action, like huge, like explosions, oh, yeah. big guns, you know, blowing people away. But kind of poking fun at itself, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah. I don't know. So that, I I loved it. It was big action. It was again the introduction to this '80s style action movie that yeah. I hadn't seen anything like this before. It had a bad sequel too. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Escape from L.A. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have fun about that. Now, um, it does have a comic book out right now oh yeah that's right i forgot about that um and i need to actually watch the movie again it's been a very long time since i've seen it but i need to watch it again because much like big trouble in little china had a comic come out and the comic picks up right where the movie left leaves off the escape from new york i believe come the comic book picks up right where the movie left off and i he's walking away from the city and then the, the comic starts yes oh man so i I need to watch the movie again because I'm like, I want to make sure I'm picking up this the right way. Yeah. Um, you're yeah. Up to speed. Yeah. So I've only read the first issue and I really liked it, but I would, like I said, I felt a little lost because I was like, okay, I haven't seen the movie in a while. So yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, I, I think everybody knows, but you know, it's like Kurt Russell, you know, yeah, he was big kind of this one, a big trouble, little China, I think just kind of cemented his career. Yeah. I would think early on, um, directed by John Carpenter, you know, so it's one of his big movies. Right. And he played a character named Snake Plissken, which is one of, again, one of the coolest names ever. Shut down the third world, they lose, you win. Shut down America, you lose, they win. The more things change, the more they stay the same. So what are you going to do? Disappear. He's entered the world code. No target code. Sir, that'll shut down the entire planet. I told you you'd better hope I didn't make it back. You push that button. Everything we've accomplished for the past 500 years will be finished. Our technology, our way of life, our entire history. We'll have to start all over again. For God's sakes, don't do it, Snake! The name's Pliskin. Welcome to the human race. Oh, so cool. I mean, <laughs> it's just like that scruffy, you know, yeah. like, anti-hero. Yes. Like Punisher-like, you know, it was awesome. You're pretty sure he's going to shoot you just for looking at him the wrong way. 
<laughs> yeah, but then you're like rooting for this guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you're, you're like, how does this work? But yeah, they nailed it. Yeah. Uh, my number two was Clash of the Titans. Uh, ah, okay. Came out June twelfth. I I have this on DVD. I have watched it in recent times because it mm. it's a very it is you fast forward through the beginning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it it is one of uh it's just one of those movies that has a lot of nostalgia for me because again I watched it a lot. And like I, this is the movie that got me interested in Greek mythology. Like oh yeah yeah I love Greek mythology I love mythology of any culture in general but like I love Greek mythology especially and this is the movie that got me interested in that um, I love seeing the gods up there and I loved how they would um, have the clay pieces that they would move into like positions yeah and like there would be the one scene where uh, Perseus is laying down in the arena and like Zeus stands up the figure and then it Perseus is actually standing up and he's fine like he was completely wiped out before that so it was, yeah. kind, of, it was kind of like Zeus gave him a little bit extra energy to, to defeat everything then you got the Kraken I mean come on how awesome was that creature oh for sure I just kind of I mean it was a classic like built up to this big yeah kind of huge climax of a big creature and the and the whole scene with Medusa, like you were talking about being creepy, like that whole scene was so creepy because it's like shadows and you got the snakes going and everything. Yeah, it, it was just it was like it was just the drama, the the intense, you know, um, thriller, you know, aspect, yeah. you know, where you just don't don't know what's going to happen next, and it's all yeah creeped out. But then also the the satyrs, yes, they would creep me out too. I remember you got they the, were just. Lifelike, obviously, yeah. you know, it's people, but I was just convinced that those things were real. Yeah, you got the three-headed dog that they had yeah. to battle, and the scorp, the giant scorpions that they had to battle. Um, yeah, and then the scorpions is like totally what I picture in my head when I think like stop motion. Oh yeah, fight. You know what I mean? It was that was totally the battle that I think of. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just awesome. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it. it I put it number two because, like I said, it got me interested in Greek mythology. It wasn't just that this was an awesome movie and I and I enjoyed it and I watched it I don't know how many times and I have it on DVD and I've watched it recently. But it also got me interested in something else besides just the movie. So, yeah. um, I have a feeling our number one is going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and say it. <laughs>
Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's got to be. This is this is another one where if you didn't know this is number one, you're weird. Right. <laughs> um, you just got to say it. I mean, the first couple years, there's just a standout. You know, what I mean, right. Star Wars, bang, it's Indiana Jones, bang. Right. You know, it's gonna get tougher later on, but um, right. Yeah, this it's just such a, a perfect movie. Yeah. Also came out June 12th, so it came out the same day as Clash of the Titans. This that's this man. Um, June was huge. And. I will say, other than Stripes and Time Bandits, I saw The Great Muppet Caper, Clash of the Titans, and Raiders of the Lost Ark all in the theaters when I was a kid. Man, that's so cool. Um, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark at, not in the theater, but they played it at the college that my dad worked at. Yeah. Um, probably 84. So just a few years later, but yeah. it was on a big screen in the, in the you know, well, it, auditorium. Yeah. And what I was going to say was, like, you watch it, and there's that opening scene, right, where they're going through the forest, and you don't see Indiana Jones yet. And yeah. then the one guy, like, he he pulls out a gun, and you see the whip, whip the gun out of the guy's hand, and then you see Indiana Jones come into the light. And you're like, this is the coolest guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was another, like, action hero that was, that was real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't... Perfect. He, you know, kind of joked around. He was scared of snakes. He was like, right. he got, you know, he would be like, ah, you know, he would freak out, <laughs> you know, when like, he needed to go. I wanna, I wanna do an Indiana Jones episode uh, this year sometime. Yeah. And and cover like some of the comics and the history of the movies and and all that type of stuff. And one of the things I want to do in that episode is I want to do like we did for Ghostbusters, which is doing a top five list of favorite quotes from all the Indiana Jones movies. So oh, not, idea, not yeah. just the first one, but all of them because there's so many great lines. My, one of my favorite lines from the first movie is, is a very subtle line, which is when he, the truck is going by with the arc and he go, he tells Sala, he's like, he's like, I'm going after that. Uh, he's like, you go do this. I'm going to stop that truck. And Sala's like, how? And he goes, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He just, it was like this the perfect role for him. Yeah. I mean, he's I think he's obviously great as Han Solo. You know, yeah. I mean, these are the two roles that define Harrison Ford, but Right. I just it's weird. Like you go back and you hear that Tom Selleck Yeah you know, had tested and was up for this role. And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> and you're like, that would have been such a different movie. Yeah. You know, he just his own casualness and nonchalant, you know, his, yeah. his delivery of that line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is what makes it Indiana Jones. And like, the perfect scene, too, like, is that's so Indiana Jones and it's so iconic for Indiana Jones is the one where he's in the marketplace and all of a sudden the crowd separates and there's the swordsman. He's flipping, <laughs> he's flipping the sword around and everything else. And you think, I'm about to see this big battle. And no, he pulls his gun out and just shoots him. And then he's like, okay, back to business. Like, <laughs> Well, and what I love is that it's so character defining, but at the same time, it was just because he was sick that day. Right. Yeah. Like, he, he had this crazy 103, 104 temperature, yeah. something like that. I mean, he just had a huge fever. He's like, and what he if I just... barely stand up, and they're like, okay, but we've got to film today. He's, he's like, <laughs> what if I just shot him? <laughs> and they're like, how can we make this scene so much quicker? Because he was going to have a sword fight with the dude. Right. And the thing is, that works so much for that character, because that's yeah. what he would do. And he does it so nonchalantly. He's just like, shoot him. Okay, now i got to get back to business. What's going on? Um, I mean, it's just so perfect. And yeah, here, how it was put together, everything, the um, the the effects. Yes. Ah. The me melting face, that, like, the melting faces. The oh, that that gave me nightmares. Yeah. The um, 
the uh, him riding behind the trucks, holding his whip, and oh, yeah, you know. And I I don't know if you ever saw the Big Bang Theory episode where Sheldon's girlfriend uh, Amy Farrah Fowler she ruins in the Raiders Lost Ark for every every geek out there. She says so. Basically, if Indiana Jones wasn't in this movie, it would have ended the same way. <laughs> because oh my gosh i didn't see that episode and that you're right oh my gosh it changes everything because they would have opened the ark and they would have all died <laughs> well but then and then who got the ark at the end well it ended up going to the museum because yeah. there was no one i mean that would be the only thing is that that's well, it because indiana jones there to claim the ark for the museum right but someone else could have done that <laughs> well the only guy yeah the only the only oh, man but the thing is the thing is like no one knew that like that's like one of those hindsight is 2020 type things they thought that if they get the ark that they're gonna the the nazis are gonna be all powerful so yeah. that's why they send indiana jones after it but the whole relationship between him and Marion, like, that's just awesome because there's, like, this whole history. And that's a creepy thing, too, because she goes, I was a child, I was in love, and you knew it. So that means, like, he went after an underage girl. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's a little creepy when you think about it. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> yeah, kind of, it, it's probably good they didn't develop that backstory right. too much. <laughs> right, but the, touch on it. There, yeah, there's the classic line of, like, it's it's not the age, it's the miles, you know, uh, when... <laughs> You know, there's stuff like that that I'm just like, like snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? And yeah. He's like, there's a snake in the plane, Jacques. He's like, oh, that's just my buddy Reggie. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> like all those type, of, like, and they had the perfect villain for him, just this smart, savvy yes. type guy. Um, I I mentioned in the last episode that if uh, that originally the idea for doing these movie episodes was our friend Sam said, hey, why don't you guys do your favorite movies of the 1980s, like the entire decade? And yeah. I was like, well, if I do that as a top five list, there's going to be two movie franchises in my top five, and that's it. Yeah, it would just be Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Yeah, the three Indiana Jones movies and the and the two Star Wars movies from the 80s. That would be it. <laughs> I know, that, that fills your five. So, yeah, right. to spread it out. And there's so many other, obviously, good movies. Right. So you but, can't do that. But. Yeah, and I've never said, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but Indiana Jones is my number two of all-time movies. So, like, Star Wars is number one, the yeah, original I, trilogy. Yeah, I knew Indiana Jones was up there for Yeah, you. Indiana Jones is my number two. In fact, Indiana Jones, like, Yoda is my favorite character in all of pop culture. Like, you take movies, comics, TV, everything, Yoda is my number one favorite character. Indiana Jones is my number two character mm, of yeah. all pop culture. So, like, that's, like, oh, my, I just, I love the movies. I I am so glad that they weren't touched up or changed or anything. Like, just leave them the hell alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, this, there are a few movies in the 80s that you couldn't do anything to to make them better. Right. You know, there's, you, you might go, yeah, like you said, like, hindsight, go back and logically pull apart some plot points, but... It's a really tight script. It's a really yeah. um, classic action adventure with a hero, you know, hero story. Like, yeah. um, but then, but there's so many other nuanced elements that, that make it just right. I mean, yeah. his, his portrayal of the, the character, the 
his supporting actors and the kind of unique flavor they brought to it. Like yeah. you said, his villain and the Miriam and the, the people that help him along the way. Yeah. Um, the monkey that just, dies from the bait, from the bad dates and stuff like that. Like the monk, <laughs> like the, the thing is there's humor, in, like there's action, there's adventure in the movie, there's serious drama, but there's also humor in it. And like, there's the scene where the monkey uh, does the Heil Hitler and the guys do Heil Hitler back to the monkey. <laughs> um, the guy. Yeah, it's, it's this 80s action adventure that has like a little tongue in cheek. You know, yeah. there's just a, a side kind of humor to it all. Uh, the other scene that always cracks me up is the one where the guy grabs the medallion and it burns his hand and then he goes jumping out the window and starts sticking it in the snow and he's like jumping around like oh, oh. like it cracks me up every time <laughs> yeah you come back yeah and then you come back and see it you know it's like that plays a big part in the movie right um i i loved the over-the-top sound effects yes in, in the indiana jones films like the um the wilhelm scream yes you know like the I, you know yes. in every single like almost every hollywood movie but it's all the time in indiana jones and then like the punches that would like break a face Yes. And <laughs> the sound effect of just meat slapping, just yeah. like, you know, just classic punches, you know, sounds of the punches. I love it. And nothing was more painful to me than when she flips the mirror on the boat and it smacks him in the face and you oh. don't, you don't see it. You just hear him scream. And I'm like, that had to hurt. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, and then you, and let's face it, you've got John Williams music in there, uh, like probably next to star yeah. Wars, the most oh, yeah. iconic the music, most recognizable best scores out there. Yeah. I mean, just, it doesn't get any better. And then what about the dude who got chopped up by the propeller? Yes. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> that was another one of those as a kid. It like freaked me out, but at the same time, you just can't look away. Like, blood spot. Like, right. Oh. Because he was getting his ass handed to him. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that was another thing. He was a guy who was tough. Like, any of right. was tough. Yeah, there was no doubt that he was tough, but he But could... there was people out there. It's yeah. Not like, it's not like a Bruce Lee movie where right. nobody can touch him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's not. Yeah, there's a few other people like that. Like Chuck Norris. Wesley, even, even more modern guys, like Wesley yeah. Snipes. Like, yeah. every movie he's in, like, you can't touch him. I right. hate that crap. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just done so perfectly well. And I have heard, you know, rumors of, of them rebooting it because Disney now owns it. And, actually, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if you want to do a reboot as long as you're not. Here's my thinking, though. I'm okay if you do a reboot as far as casting someone else as Indiana Jones and right. doing a new story. Don't try to redo Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, yeah, don't do Raiders of the Lost Ark and don't bring Harrison Ford into it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't just re, just completely take the idea of the, uh, do a James Bond style action thing. adventure hero. Yeah. Okay. And go tell a story. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and it could just slot right into any of those decades, yep. or, would, or would you modernize it? No, that's my other thing, is put it in the 40s. Put it during the Nazi era, because Indiana Jones went against the Nazis. That was one of the things that wasn't as good about the Crystal Skull. I mean, there was a lot of other things bad about the Crystal Skull, but yeah. but it was like they, they tried to update it, and there was things that were fine, but there, to me, it's like I, I need my Indiana Jones in during the Nazi war time. <laughs> That's what I want him to well, be. Well, it's because you have a bad guy that no one can argue <laughs> right. how evil they are. You know, it's like right. it's like an automatic, like these guys are evil. So right. 
Um, and, but the thing is, they have the resources, the money, the numbers. Like It's an overwhelming force, yeah. especially for one guy to go against. And so you have this insurmountable evil force. And going into the movie, they're, they're the bad guy. You don't have to describe anything. You don't have to explain who they are. Yeah. You just know it immediately. Going into it, that's the bad guy. Right. And then you also have to realize, too, like the thing that was cool about Indiana Jones is they picked a cool weapon for him. Yeah, he's got his six-shooter, but they gave him a whip. Oh, I know. Just it was really uh, unorthodox, you know, but, yeah. but, but very cool. And he could use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Um, there was, you know, you felt real danger for him. You felt adventure. Like I said, you had the music to back that all up. It was just, it did not get more perfect in 1981 than Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, yeah. Um, and, and you're right. If you didn't have that as your number one on your list, can't talk anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right so what honorable mentions did you have all right um there's a couple again i remember watching later um game of death is a bruce lee movie game of death 2 actually okay um eye for an eye is a chuck norris movie i went through a phase where i just wanted to watch anything <laughs> beating, chuck norris related beating people up yeah <laughs> <laughs> and these are like those like brutal 80s rated R movies. Right. It's like people died horrifically. Right. They're just like shot up, cut up. You know what I mean? Just like, uh, it was a little traumatizing. Yeah. Um, well, well, and then I have a few others, but what are some of yours? Um, so I, one that almost made my list was History of the World Part 1. <laughs> right. Okay, Monty Python. Mel, uh, Mel Brooks. Oh, Mel Brooks, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was, you know, uh, <laughs> They go through the whole history of the world, and obviously there was never a history of the world part two. It was purposely named history of the world part one. part one. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies, much like Airplane, where every time I watch it, I kind of catch something I didn't catch before. So, um, and yeah, it's just a hilarious movie. Um, so I had, yeah, I had that. A couple, a few movies I know are not on your list, even on honorable mentions. Uh, so I'll get them out of the way. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. The Howling. <laughs> it's a werewolf movie. Um, mm-hmm. I love werewolves. Um, the can. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Halloween two. Uh, yeah. Which which is awesome. Friday the Thirteenth Part two, uh, which everyone associates Friday the Thirteenth with Jason and his hockey mask. Mm-hmm. How, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part one. It wasn't Jason who was the killer. In, right, it was his mom. Right, right. and Halloween, uh, and he doesn't even really appear till the very end of the movie, Jason himself, and so there's really not even a supernatural element to the first movie until the very end. Yeah. Um, in the second movie, Jason does appear, but he doesn't have the hockey mask, if I'm remembering it right. He has like this burlap sack covering up his face. Hmm. It's not till the third movie that he gets the hockey mask, yet everyone, yeah. everyone associates the hockey mask with him. Um, and then a dark comedy horror movie, uh, American Werewolf in London. I, you know, I have, I saw that one actually very recently and I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, that was really good. it's a very, very dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially since he's talking to his dead friend <laughs> in the movie theater. And when he changes it to a werewolf, that was a hell of a transformation. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. Um, so what else do you have on your honorable mention? Um, a couple, again, just fantasy movies. Like it was hard to do fantasy without it looking campy yeah. you know, back in the eighties, but there was definitely a genre for eighties fantasy movies like are bad, but there's, they're their own little sub genre. So like 
You have Excalibur, yes. Dragon Slayer. Those were both a couple of that I remember watching. And, yep. And uh, liking Excalibur was kind of slow for me at times, especially yeah. Before, but but yeah. just the idea of swords and Merlin and right. that kind of stuff like got me into that um, mythos, kind of like you know Clash of the Titans. You know? Yeah. So this kind of gets you into that Arthurian legend. Um, yeah. So those two for sure, just kind of the, again the fantasy element of it. Um, now this one, I okay, um, not I mean we. Inevitably, we're going to have kind of the more geek-related sure. action-adventure movies and that kind of thing. There's a couple of movies that I really liked that I've seen since. Like, Das Boot is, a, is an amazing movie. Yep. Um, that one's very good. There was, uh, and there's probably a couple others like that that are worth, that are good. You know, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. Movie. And then there was, I saw, I, I saw a movie called Zorro. It came out in 1981. Yeah. It's a movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The Gay Blade? Yes. What? <laughs> it, it meant something different back then. <laughs> well, so the title, Zorro, it, The Gay Blade. It is a comedy. Okay. Now, but then when you look at every promotional poster or screenshot, and you think the title of this is The Gay Blade, like, it just completely... Yeah. It just looks too flamboyant to think of it any other <laughs> Yeah, and it actually stored uh, uh stored it starred uh, George Hamilton as Zorro. So yeah. <laughs> so picture that in your head if you can. Oh so, man. Um, I had a couple movies on my list, uh, much like last time for 1980. I had a couple movies on my list be- that made my honorable mention list because they're good movies, but I I watched them be- a lot because my parents watched them a lot. Um, oh, okay. And those two movies are On Golden Pond. Yeah, I, m- I remember that. I remember their last name was like Thayer, and her name was Ethel Thayer. Yeah. I thought it just sounded like she had a lisp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then The Jazz Singer, which has Neil Diamond. Uh, oh, yeah. right. Okay. And I grew up in my house listening to Neil Diamond like all the time. And uh, my parents just played it all the time. And in fact, when my parents and I went to Las Vegas as uh, when I was an adult, my parents wanted to take us to Las Vegas one last family vacation that they paid for um we actually went and saw neil diamond impersonator so and (laughs) and he was really good (laughs) that's awesome and we actually took our picture with him after the show and stuff so um (laughs) but yeah we grew my sister and i grew up listening to neil diamond all the time and my parents played that we they watched the jazz singer i don't know how many times Mm. um but it's a good movie it's just like i said it was one of those movies i saw a lot when i was a kid because my parents watched it so yeah, there's others, too, that are just classic 80s movies, like Chariots of Fire. Yes. Uh, about the marathon runners. Uh, just the music. Yeah, everybody knows the music. Right. Um, Evil Dead. Yes. Uh, I was not at all, like, obviously into these kind of movies, even though it's kind of, it's horror, you know what right. I mean? But um, it wasn't until Army of Darkness that I... That's a, the same thing for me. I didn't know anything about Evil Dead until I saw Army of Darkness, and then someone was like, "Oh, you liked Army of Darkness? You go see Evil Dead." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So, but yeah. Army of Darkness is way different than Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like I, you know, it wasn't at all the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Cannonball Run again. It's kind of like that. Let's just say the other Burt Reynolds movie about <laughs> driving a car. <laughs> yeah, and smoking the bandit, and you have Cannonball Run. You know, right. it's just. Yep. Action adventure comedy, you know, eighties yeah. Burt Reynolds movie. Still good, still fun. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hilarious, but uh, but yeah, I I was like, okay, Smoking the Bandit two came out in nineteen eighty, 
and then we had Cannonball Run in 1981. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a little typecast. Right. Now, did you ever watch the movie Scanners? No. I, I, I saw it on the list of movies, but I have never seen it. I, I haven't either, but I've seen it either on TV or maybe I was at a party and it uh, was on. And all I saw, saw was like this face melting scene. Oh, okay. And I... And, and you're like, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. What, so I kind of wonder if anybody's seen it, is it like, it's obviously going to be a creepy movie, but right. I wonder if it's worth watching that. Um, one that I watched as a kid a lot, and you have to keep in mind how old I was, um, but I really liked it, was The Incredible Shrinking Woman. <laughs> I've never, I, I've only ever heard of it. Which had so, uh, Lily Tomlin in it, and uh, she, it, you know, she shrinks. It's because of these chemicals, these like bath chemicals all mixed in the perfect mixture chemical to make her shrink. And, uh, but she still ends up being mom <laughs> and there's a whole adventure of like people trying to like capture her because they want to dissect her and stuff like that. Um, huh. she makes friends with a gorilla who saves her and stuff like that. Um, there's, uh, this, this is the first time I ever heard the song, little bar of soap. It's like, you know, I wish I was a little bar of soap, bar of soap. Like that song is in the movie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I remember singing that as a kid and stuff like that. And like I said, I was six, I was six years old. So I'm watching this movie, but it was a fun movie. Um, and I remember watching it many times after that, cause it would come on TV and everything. So, um, now the movie that I have on my honorable mention list, and I watched this movie way more than I ever thought I probably should have. Um, and you've probably never heard of it is under the rainbow. No, what's that? This is, um, it takes place during the time of the Wizard of Oz, of the casting of Wizard of Oz. And it is, which hence where the name comes from. Um, okay, yeah. And what it is, is that there is Nazi and Japanese spies at this hotel, where also the munchkins, the midgets that are cast as the munchkins are also staying at. And one of the, I think it's one of the Nazi spies is a midget. And so that's why he's there is he can, <laughs> he can hide. Yeah. And it's a comedy. It is like the most ridiculous things in the world happen in this movie. Um, and it's just a ton of midgets being silly and ridiculous and hilarious. And <laughs> like, I honestly would say it's worth seeing, like, just because it's, it was, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's, there's this whole conspiracy spy thing going on with the story, but then yeah. there's all these midgets staying in a hotel just causing havoc. And it's very, from what I understand, it's very realistic of what they were like during the casting of the movie. They would be staying at these hotels and causing utter chaos for the staff of the hotel. <laughs> And that's what they do in this is like they're swinging. For so this is kind of based on stories, do you think? Or? I don't. I mean, there's there's obviously like a movie story going on with this because there's the spies going on. And yeah, there's, yeah, it's like a fictional. Yeah, movie. and there's also Japanese camera photographer uh, tour group that's also staying at this hotel. Yeah. So it's the very st stereotypical Japanese camp, you know. <laughs> photo tourist that's going right. and there's a whole mob of them just you know taking pictures and stuff like that 
Um, but it's, you know, you got midgets swinging from chandeliers and I mean, it's, Oh my God. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> and you know, you've got your main characters and, and stuff that are like trying to figure out what's going on, but they're having to do it with all this chaos going on around them. So it's, like I said, it's a good movie. I actually really enjoyed it, and I I need to see it. It's one of the, again one of those movies I need to see now because it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I saw it. I don't know. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen the movie. <laughs> like, and again, it's one of those movies. I don't. Th- I think there's very few people that even heard of the movie, and yet I've seen it like 50 times. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think every family kind of has that you know movie. Yeah. Got, you know, there's a few movies every year you just latch on to like yeah. for whatever reason that's like i don't know what year it came out i'm kind of curious to find out I, i'm sure we'll hit it here pretty soon but you remember that movie cloak and dagger yeah i watched the heck out of that movie i thought it was, it was exactly one of those movies where you can put yourself in there as a kid yeah you know, he's got that imaginary spy agent you know friend yep. and they gotta solve this mystery and i'm just like oh i just love that so i will here's another reason to see under the rainbow okay it stars Carrie Fisher. All right. <laughs> so Princess Leia. Yeah. And she's still hot at this time. <laughs> and uh, Chevy Chase is in it. What? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they're obviously the main characters and, and stuff, but yeah. So. Oh, man. No joke. I just took a quick look at 1983. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be tough, isn't it? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, I already know my number one. <laughs> yeah, you do like Staying Alive, don't you? Right. It's a good movie. Right. Flashdance? Right. <laughs> Let's see. It would be my number one movie of every movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Risky business. Right. Yeah. I love seeing Tom Cruise in his underwear. <laughs> so. No, man, this is going to get tough. As I'm listening to Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh, telling man. you. I, I'm this telling, is fun, man. This yeah. is gonna be so. This is gonna get tough. Yeah. We should. Um, so obviously, all, all the listeners, um, you know the pattern here. We're just gonna go through the '80s. So send us okay. in your top five of the films, and we'll pick them out and uh, right. Talk, and we'll share them with everybody. Yeah, and if you want to get ahead and like send lists for like future years and stuff like that, I'll hold on to them until we get to that year. So I won't read them in advance or anything like that because I. But what we did last time with Jason's is we did our top fives and our honorable mentions, and then we read Jason's email. Um, and that's what I would do with any other listeners that want to you know, like send in an email or a message. You can message through Facebook, too. If you send a yeah. message through Facebook, that that's equal If, to if you email. send an email, just put it in the subject, you know, 1983 top five films, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just put it in there. That way you can easily see it, right. categorize it, and then we'll pull it up for the, for the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and I say we, but that's just Ryan. Right, Ryan's it's just me. All of that work. Exactly. <laughs> um, and what I've uh, done also on the last one is I I found like a image that said 1980, and I just put it up there, and I had people. I, oh yeah, that's I, right. I asked people to give their top five on Facebook for the year 1980, and it had a lot of people that responded, which was really cool. So um, so I'll do the same thing for 1981. So look for that cool. on Facebook and. And on the forum thread, people were putting their top five for 1980. So, um, so 1981 will be the same thing. So, the, I think this is a lot of fun because again, you get to talk about the movies that we love. We get to talk about why they mean something to us. Um, 
it just brings back memories. Oh, man. yeah. Like, since we started talking about it, I keep replaying all that stop motion, Clash of the Titans stuff in my head. Like, yep. You just can't get it out of your head. Like, all the awesome stuff about I just want to go watch Indiana Jones right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't go to work till 4.30 p.m. tomorrow, which is very rare, but it, I'm... Now, something else, I mean, we should start doing some commentaries. Yes. Where we just both start the movie at the same time and yeah. talk through it. Then people can play the podcast as they watch the movie. Yep. Because uh, there's so many good movies that I think it'd be fun just to kind of riff on or Absolutely. You know, talk about how great they are. So. Absolutely. But yeah, it's, um, like I said, the last time we, when Travis and I did the top five, I went and watched uh, Flash Gordon after talking yeah. about it. So I know I'm going to watch Indiana Jones because it's been a little while since I've watched it. And I am and I know I'm going to go and watch Clash of the Titans because I have the DVD. So why not? Yeah. Um, and I have the great muff. I mean, so unlike last time, like last time I only had a couple of the movies that were on my top five list, like in my DVD collection. Right. This, this time I have four out of the five in my DVD collection. The only one I don't own on DVD is Time Bandits, but that I right. might I might need to rectify that. <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't cost you too much. <laughs> no, probably not. So, so uh, that's yeah, that's everything. Uh, Robert, how can they find you? How can they find your work? Yep, it's uh, just through Robert Atkins Art. Um, uh, through my blog, it's robertatkinsart.blogspot.com. Uh, really, you could just kind of Google search it, and all of my social media sites pull up. Um, currently, what I'm working on is I'm finishing up my work on America's Army. They have the last three issues of that series, or 13, 14, and 15, which I'm doing the interior art on. Um, and I'm also working on a small Justice League project and the G.I. Joe comic book for the G.I. Joe convention coming up in April. Nice. So keeping me busy. Absolutely. Uh, well, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us at the forumforgeeks.com, where you can interact with us every day. You can also interact with us every day on Facebook. Uh, we have a fan page there, and you can like it. And you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Starjoes Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on the GeekCast Radio Network. You can also listen to us on Stitcher, the Stitcher Radio app. It's a free app for your mobile devices. You can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. And you can also call and leave us a voicemail. Hey, you could call and leave a voicemail of what your top five is, and we'll play it yeah, on a future episode. Idea, so uh, that number is 440 941 Joes, 440 941 J O E S. I believe that's everything. I have just one other quick plug. Yeah. Uh, one thing, another thing I'm working on is uh, a project with the Thundercats uh, uh, yes. property. Uh, it'll be based on the 2011 uh, cartoon series, kind of that reboot. Um, it was only one season and we have been talking with the producer of the show and we got the script for season two. So nice. everything that was approved, but never happened. So right. we're going to be doing some comic, not strict interior sequential pages, but just kind of splash pages of the key moments of various episodes. And I'll be doing all the artwork for that. We're going to kind of adjust the style. So it's not, it doesn't look so animated. It'll be more in a comic book style. Um, cool. So I'm excited about that. It'll be, that'll be published strictly through thundercats.org so you can check out that it's the same people who run the he-man.org and just started up a gijo.org site also so um anyway so it's a great group of guys i'm excited to be working with them so check them out too very cool very cool um and please leave us a itunes review uh i haven't checked recently because we hadn't been getting any for a while <laughs> um but if 
uh, if you like the show, it helps us get more exposure, so we'd really appreciate that. Uh, we've been getting a lot of new listeners, uh, but even more are always welcome. It just it really helps when we post a new episode, like on Twitter or on Facebook. Just share it, um, retweet it. It makes a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a very much a grassroots campaign. So, um, yeah. so the the more exposure we can get, the the better uh, we can do. And I actually just looked up uh, our reviews on iTunes, and we did get a new review. Oh, cool. um, we actually got, it looks like a couple new reviews. I don't think I've read a, a few of these or a couple of them. We got one on November 9th of 2014, uh, by Rolo N the Natty. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the title is so much fun. And he says, this is a great podcast. He said, if you grew up in the eighties and walked down a toy aisle and recall all those great toys, or if you remember hitting the local Seven Eleven spinner rack, for some comics of your favorite uh, getting up early to start your cartoon fix, then this is the podcast for you. They're witty, they're funny, and are just plain fun to listen to. The animated episodes are off the chain, kind of like Chuck. (laughs) 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 I guess Chuck's off the chain. Uh, New addition to the show, Robert, is also a great contrast to the ringleader, Ryan. Just try them already. What more can you ask for from a free podcast? <laughs> Very cool. And then the other one just came in on January 24th of this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and this was week. by Swordfish Brian, who is our new forum member. Right. Uh, he just joined the forum recently. He goes, it, his title is Five Stars also. He says, My Kind of Show. Uh, Very cool. And he should get kudos because he's already posted more on the forums than I did in January. Exactly. So high five to that guy. <laughs> exactly. So he says, Ryan, Chuck, and Robert are like the friends you wanted instead of the friends you have. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's hilarious. That's very cool. So he says, if you grew up in the 80s and have nostalgia for G.I. Joe, Star Wars, or any other 80s toy property, this is the podcast for you. If you are a fan of this Joe Sunbow cartoon, you have to check out the the, uh, real animated hero episodes. Star Joe's is the longest-running podcast dedicated to G.I. Joe, Star Wars, and the 80s toy properties. And Man, we need to get this guy to write a press release. I know. And we are the longest-running of that stuff. <laughs> 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 so we've been around five years, which is a very long time for a podcast. And, it uh, is. It's and very cool. I have no intention of it ending anytime soon, so... Even if I have to bring more hosts in, it's you know, more, more the merrier. <laughs> we come and go, but Ryan was always there. Right. No, I, I can't say enough for the co-hosts I, I have and, and the friends. and uh, There's just, I mean, the listeners have just been awesome. So um, so thanks for those uh, iTunes reviews. We're at, I think it's it shows 48 total reviews, so two away from 50. Yeah, so if you're listening and you haven't given us an iTunes review, it doesn't take that long. Just hit five stars and be like, they're great. Right. That's all we need. Or hit uh, one star and say, I couldn't even get through a full episode. (laughs) Although if you're hearing that now, that means you got through a full episode. Yeah, exactly. So So at least uh, you could say that. So then maybe two stars. Two stars. I got through a full episode. You could say that. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Hell if, 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 hell if